Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. I'm Michael Vodder, and I'm here with Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant Cindy Riggs. Cindy has been practicing professionally for 20 years, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Cindy, what is your life's purpose? What is my life's purpose? I don't know. Well, we, we've been doing these frequently asked questions podcasts, and yeah. I guess that's one that you get a lot in I sessions. I do get that right? a lot. Yes. Yeah. People will say, I want to know what my life purpose is. And that might be the purpose of their visit with me right. or their call. So <laughs> um, I have to kind of go into a spiel. Okay, what's your spiel? My spiel is, well... Your life purpose isn't one thing, and the spirits have told me, particularly the oneness, which is all of them, Mm -hmm. that speak to me at once, they say, your life purpose is likely a long list of things that you're checking off as you go. Got it. Okay. So your purpose, people might think, oh, my purpose is to be a doctor. Right. Or they, for some reason, equate their purpose to a job title or Mm. a career or some kind of you know, earthly title. Or to be like a wife, right? Right, or a mother. Like you, you like, you uh, focus in, fix it on one thing. Yeah. As your purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, it might be, uh, make eye contact with that dog at the post office on July 17th of 1985. Check. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, you're good. Life's Say, purpose completed. Yeah. Help that um, elderly woman across the street on September 24th of 1991. Check. So, like, those are things, I guess, that are, like, meaningful. Like, you would experience meaning potentially. Right. Like, yeah, you make eye contact with the dog. You have, like, a moment of, like, feeling like a Connection. nice person. Connection. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then that's meaning. Is that purpose? Like, is there... Okay, so, like, what's the difference between meaning and purpose? I don't know that there is a difference. Okay. Um, meaning, although, point, I guess. depends on from where you're perceiving it. Meaning could be something that is meaningful in the mind. Right. Because when people think of their purpose, they think of, I'm going to achieve this thing, and that's going to be meaningful. Right. In people's minds. Yeah. And that's true, of course. Well, and I guess when we think about, like, <clears throat> when we think about life's purpose, it's usually a grand thing. It's right. like you want to have your Sistine Chapel. That's right. right. Your, you you your want to have your Apple computer. Oh, like designing like, Apple computer. Like yeah. Steve Jobs. Right, you know. right. <laughs> right. Um, I thought you meant yet, just like own an Apple computer. Well, which no. Which <laughs> might be like a substantial life goal for For some, some people. people, sure. Like, yeah, you want to own a certain thing, right? Mm-hmm. Have your house and the verbs, you know? Yeah. And that's your life's purpose. Except it isn't. It, well, it can't be. It's like... I mean, it can be, it can be, but it can like, be your mind's purpose. You know, you might okay. be fulfilling what you thought your purpose was, but the purpose truly is, according to the spiritual world, it is spiritual evolution. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, spiritual evolution can come through uh, creating Apple Computer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. connections like never before. Right, you but know, if your purpose is, if you're, if you perceive your purpose to be. A, a, an, like an object or a person or a specific thing that happens in 3D mm-hmm. uh, 
then you complete that and then you get to the end of that and you're like oh i'm still empty inside that tends to be yeah that, that tends to be the pattern that's right right we all mm-hmm. know that this happens mm-hmm. so that's why when we ask something like what's your life's purpose generally we're all looking for something deeper right how many people have we known that probably just wanted to be a famous actor or mm-hmm. musician and then they end up committing suicide because right. it like, wasn't fulfilling uh, uh jim carrey like has that quote he said that he thinks everybody I'm paraphrasing everybody should uh-huh. everybody should have a shot at being famous and rich just to see that that's you know it's not what it's cracked up to be right basically I agree yeah yeah he's really he's he's said some really profound stuff he's an interesting guy he's very interesting yeah yeah so meaningful and purposeful so it depends on who the meaning is for is the meaning for you or is the meaning for your soul because your soul has your true purpose in mind to to, mind is not the correct terminology (laughs) your soul has the true purpose in mind (laughs) well no your soul your soul has the true purpose established Uh, within yes yes and then the mind thinks it knows what the purpose is and sometimes a person can fulfill their mind's purpose and be completely content with that. And that's entirely mm. appropriate. Mm. The spirit world says it is about spiritual evolution. It's about learning, growing. Um, Abraham Hicks material says it's about freedom, growth, and joy. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what our life is about. Um, to do something where other people think, oh, isn't he or she amazing or powerful or, you know, making them an icon, that's a 3D goal. Okay, so is your point kind of that we should chill a bit on our, like, (laughs) is that, like, I'm I'm trying to, like, make this concrete? (laughs) Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, we should chill a little bit because so many people, they come in here and they're just distraught. They're like, I feel like inside my heart wants to do something more. Right, right. Okay, sure it does. It wants further expression. It always does. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to... It doesn't have to be a a humanitarian effort, Mm. like most people think. Because everything is a humanitarian effort when Mm. you're human. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Even if you're just stealing to get through life... Um, I suppose you're making connections on some level. It's right. all about connections. With your fellow criminals. You know, right. <laughs> your band of thieves. Right, but see, that's... Are you influencing them in a positive direction, I guess? I don't know. That's right. We're not condoning theft on this podcast. We're not. Uh, but at the same time, everybody is fulfilling their purpose right now in this moment. Right. So or, if it doesn't feel like that, uh, then you are either not perceiving it as... This is where my soul wants me to be right now. Or um, why am I here in prison or wherever I am? Maybe there's something that I'm missing. Isn't it also possible that somebody could be sort of like running from or hiding from their life's purpose? Yeah, of course. In a sense. There are a lot of people I've met who are running from their psychic abilities. Mm. And they've had a diagnosis of something and they are um, hot, you know, heavily medicated Mm. because they were hearing voices, but they were just hearing spirits. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. And they don't... I've had people that beg me to turn it off for them because they don't want to hear it. This reminds me of that show Legion. 
on FX. Yeah. I think you like you started watching. I did it, start you, watching yeah. it. Yeah. I the guy the who thing. all those characters it. were like in his head. Yeah. Or they were well, part of him. There's just it's a, the general concept in it is that yeah, there's all these people that are being treated for psychosis, but really uh really that's just this organization trying to control them and like sort of subdue their psychic powers. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I it's think great we, show. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of X-Men on the planet that yeah, are not that's, being That makes sense. that are not allowed to express themselves or express their abilities because it's just not considered appropriate. Right. Yeah, I that so I guess the concept here is using a label to run from your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So I was diagnosed ADHD as a kid. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah, I, so I can identify with that idea of the extent to which one identifies with a label that can be largely negative, right? Because you can right. have been like, well, I, can't, I didn't get that done because I'm ADHD. Well, now that's just, an, that now it's just become an excuse. Mm-hmm. What is it now for you? Uh, I mean, it's hard to shed something that's you've been labeled for so long. Yeah, now I but think not of, impossible. <laughs> I think of the specific behaviors and tendencies rather than like packaging them inside of a label because I I guess I just it's just the label that I have sort of deconstructed, but I do still have ADHD tendencies and behaviors. Okay, but is that something that is a detriment to society? No, no, <laughs> no it's just me. It's just the way you operate. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and why is that wrong? Just because the majority of the population doesn't operate like that or didn't? Yeah, well, it's wrong because the majority of, of organizational tips are written by, created by people who are not ADHD. So, like, mm-hmm. the, most of the world, like, as you go through school and as you go through the corporate world, everybody's operating on a non-ADHD level and trying to force you into that. Mm-hmm. And so as an ADHD person, it's just a, it's a difference in your, uh, in your, in your paradigm, your focus, mm-hmm. whatever. And so you have to just learn how to work differently and to come into alignment with your own mental tendencies. Right. Because I, well, I know that there are, there are a lot of people, especially in this country, diagnosed with that and similar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. diagnoses, but, um, they are they're starting to schools like private schools mm. are starting to you know change their curriculum a little bit and allow for the students yeah. ways of learning and ways of operating that's super that's a great idea which is brilliant yeah. i've had spirits talk about it too cool. they're like this is not a problem or a disease right. or an illness this is a sign of evolution Huh. And your society just doesn't want to believe Interesting. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it is It is a societal thing that we just tend to... Uh, we tend to set things up such that people who are not ADHD, who are not, um, I don't know, name some other psychological thing, right? Like, even something like bipolar or like mm-hmm. one of those things. Like, you mm-hmm. can... You can come into alignment with those mental tendencies. Mm-hmm. This is not to be construed as medical advice. No, <laughs> no, like, certainly not. Neither of us are yeah. licensed by the medical board, by right. the way. That needs to Just be said. Talking. But like, regardless of what your situation is, uh, 
you're there for a reason and you can learn how to come into greater alignment with it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my point. Right, and it doesn't have to be a life sentence either. That doesn't mean, oh, I've even heard, I think it was Mother Mary I was channeling very recently said, you know, so what if you're a Scorpio or whatever you are? That is not an excuse for your behavior. You can still change your behavior no matter exactly. what. Exactly. People are like, oh, I'm a Leo, so like, no. So therefore, no, 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 no. this is why I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. No, that's an excuse. You're a human, okay? Like, <laughs> that can't be an excuse either, but like, right. Yeah, we're all, we're all humans. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have, mm-hmm. um, we're all conscious to some extent. Mm hmm. To some extent, <laughs> right? Varying degrees of consciousness yeah, right. from moment to moment. Yeah, so when it comes to life purpose, what does spiritual evolution mean? If freedom, growth, and joy are part of the experience here, mm-hmm. and as it's all also been said, greater expansion, greater expression, uh, the, the one I love the most is the most authentic expression of your soul through you. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? It means surrendering to your soul and knowing you have a mm. higher mind, so to speak, that has a greater objective or objectives uh, that you can't even conceive of because they haven't been presented yet. Mm. What I've noticed is the more I surrender to mine, the longer it takes for me to have any kind of concept of what's going to happen or what to do when it does, it's just, it presents me with the inspiration. It presents me with the answers in the moment that I need them, not before. So you're saying to sort of tune out and, uh, experience the sort of higher self soul vision for your, like what you're trying to like operationalize what you're saying. Right, I, I know, um, and it's really about not thinking. Okay. It's about not analyzing, not thinking, letting go of all the limitations that we think we have because they're just okay. concepts, um, okay. unless we have a physical limitation. That's not just conceptual. Sure. But how many people have we seen in those, uh, you know, those stories they do on the news once in a while, those good news kind of stories where, oh, well, he's paraplegic and look at him. He's got a PhD now and he's teaching. And, yeah. You know, like people overcome adversity all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people don't see it as a handicap. Yeah, there's, uh, the, there's a, it's uh, the idea of physical, I mean, I guess we've, we've talked about this before, but the idea of physical versus mental versus spiritual Mm-hmm. Uh, illnesses, like it's all the same thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So yeah, I mean, a physical issue, you know, there are, the, the neurology is highly tied into it, no matter what you think about it. Mm-hmm. And so, your your outlook and your sort of the mental energy you take into it, spiritual energy you take into it, impacts it. Mm-hmm. So that what you said makes sense. But okay. But so. then the way to get to it. So people are always like, well, I gotta figure out what I'm supposed to do, and then I'll go do it, right? That's how most of us are taught. Let's figure out the plan, have the goal, figure out what it is, and then do it. So, so many people are frozen. They can be frozen for five, 10, 20, 
40 years mm -hmm. not knowing what that purpose is, thinking it's some big important thing, whatever important means to them, Yeah. when the way to get to it is to be more purposeful in whatever you're doing, mm. and then your soul, and if you meditate, and if you ask it to reveal things to you, it will reveal it, and it will steer you in a new direction, if that's where you need to be. But most of the time, it's not about our doing, it's about our being, it's about our state of being. So mm. you can become enlightened working as a janitor, or you can become enlightened as a monk. Mm -hmm. Or you can become enlightened right. working in the McDonald's uh, drive-through, or you can become enlightened as a CEO, or you cannot choose that. Yeah, that's interesting. So what you're what you're helping people do in that case is to let go of hang-ups. Yes. Right. Like, oh, I can't. I you know I I can't become enlightened because I can't go on this retreat. You know. Right. I can't afford this retreat, or I I can't move to the mountains to be a monk, or I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, because right. of all these reasons. I can't, or they say, well, I'm just a clerk at this whatever law office. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not fulfilling my purpose. How do you know that? You're just assuming that a law office clerk is not some important thing, but it is. What's more important yeah. is how are they being while they're doing it. Well, and it's also, it's all relative. You know, being a law office clerk for that person is probably substantially more meaningful than a number of other things sure. he or she could do. That's right. But a lot of people that I meet, and of course I meet most of the people who are not happy, <laughs> so which yeah. is appropriate, um, because I want to help them, but most of them are saying, this isn't good enough. Uh -huh. But what they're really saying is, I'm not good enough. Mm. So what do you tell them? They're blaming it on the job. So, so what do I you tell them, them the same thing I just said. Okay. It's what not what say? you do. It's how you're being. What do they say to that? Well, if they've read enough books, if they're, if they're on a spiritual path, they will have heard that before. Right. If they haven't, they might be a little tougher to crack. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not okay. cracking anyone. But I am, like, attempting to get in there and show them a new perspective. Okay. So let's say that... That let's say that I'm let's maybe can we role play this like let's say sure. that I'm tougher to crack <laughs> just hypothetically oh let's just say <laughs> <laughs> just hypothetically hypothetically let's say that sure. I'm not super let's say yeah just as an example if you were tougher uh huh or more resistant <laughs> yeah um yeah let's go a level deeper okay so okay. let's say all right I get it. My life's purpose is potentially like tuning in in each particular moment and, you know, being maximally loving and kind uh, to myself and to others and mm -hmm. to sort of like experience each moment. Okay, cool. Still, at the end of the day, like, I have to, my life has to be moving forward in some positive direction mm -hmm. for me as I age. And I want, I have, the, I have potentially these goals or want to have like bigger mm -hmm. picture goals for myself. Mm -hmm. How do goals, I Goals, you mean like third dimensional goals, like financial goals or material goals? yeah. Okay. Material goals, but also potentially mm -hmm. spiritual goals of like, I want to get to a place where I can reliably feel this way or, uh, you know, be more mindful in this way. Mm-hmm. 
But also, yeah, three dimensional. But are you goals. saying, yeah, okay, so yes, being loving and accepting and present, mm-hmm. and at the same time, allowing your soul to show you in what ways it would like to contribute to society because it does okay. want to contribute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are some people that you've probably met, I know I have, that are so ethereal <laughs> that. Um, they might be living in a place where, uh, like a government subsidized kind of place because they're not making money, you know, at a job, right? which is fine, mm-hmm. you know, however, are they truly happy? If they're happy, then it's, then it's perfect. Right. But if they have goals, if they have material goals, yeah. then there may not be some groundedness within their you know, configuration of energy. So there may be a little yeah. too ethereal and if not, have those not grounded enough. Goals. So that's an out of balance. Situation. I've definitely seen that before. And yeah, it depends on mm-hmm. the goals. Cause like in, uh, traditional societies where we had this like monk class or priest mm-hmm. class, like, yeah. and those were the guys who went off guys, girls, I don't know. Yeah. Both. Uh, who went off, um, depends on the country and, and meditated 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and did that thing yeah um they were supported by the community of course right? people would show right. up and just like have tea ready for them and that's like, right just feed them they were always them. fed they always had a place to be they didn't have to worry about paying bills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's kind of awesome but a lot <laughs> to of us of. a lot of us quite literally are not in that position like you have to wake up and have some way to eat and yes. clothe and and shelter yourself right uh, I so, do where I am right now because I'm not a monk. Yeah, not <laughs> same, a Buddhist monk. Same. No, we have um, so much in common. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. And also, that doesn't feel like the right thing for me to do. Yeah, in this lifetime. In this lifetime. Right. So. But the monks who feel dedicated to that, they're the ones that are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And all of that meditating and all of that prayer or whatever they do, ritual, is benefiting all of us. But there is a way to be mindful throughout the process of yes. living in this particular setting, mm-hmm. you know, here in the United States of America, where you do kind of need money yeah. to like to get through mm-hmm. uh, your your life. You pretty much need currency in almost every society. True. On this planet. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of currency but, or barter system. Yeah. Unless, in, except maybe in uh, cultures that are more community-oriented to the point where you could sort of carve out a, a, a niche for yourself in the culture where other people take care of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that seems to be entirely appropriate. Yeah, totally. For that person. But if someone's really, really struggling, then there might be a piece missing mm-hmm. that they're not surrendering to. And that piece is your higher self or your soul that does have a way, wants to show you a way to sustain yourself mm-hmm. and be safe and be abundant. It wants abundance. Yeah. It wants all of the possibilities that you will allow it to give you for financial income, for opportunities, yeah. for expression, for whatever. And if people don't know what it is, then what are you most blissful about when you yeah. do? Yeah. Like, um, 
there are some things I do that I just feel absolutely high, mm -hmm. blissful about it. And those are things I know I'm supposed to do. And I do them. Mm -hmm. Whenever possible. And usually, I don't have to look for it. Because my soul brings me opportunities to do it. Mm. <laughs> so I don't have to put forth any effort for that. It's pretty effortless when your soul, when you're allowing your soul to speak. You've probably put in some, some time and effort getting yourself into a place of alignment with those things. Yes. Where like, yeah, where you are in a More position. than a decade of meditation. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's always effort and time required. Time and space, yes. Yeah, effort is probably the wrong word. Effort, because, yeah, you don't want to be it's actually less it. effort mm -hmm. to have those things revealed. Right, because you're in like a mindset of surrender, I guess. Yes. That's right. And trust. That's what faith means. You know, yeah. and all these religions talk about faith. It doesn't mean faith in necessarily something outside of you. It could be faith in the the source or God that is inside of you. Right. Okay. So you're advocating that one has faith in in one's higher self, basically. Yes. Uh, As so a part of the universal source of all creation. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to sit in my house and do nothing. Mm -hmm. My favorite quote, which I've probably said before, is God can't steer a parked car. <laughs> so do something, and then you'll be steered in the direction that that part of you wants to be in. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that before. You haven't? No. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Well, if you think about it, no one can steer a parked car. Right. No, you have you to get it rolling. You have to push it. Mm-hmm. You have to put some effort forward because if you get an idea, take action on it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Anytime we get an idea, if we don't take immediate action or action very soon, mm -hmm. that's, I, I feel like it's not an opportunity lost, but it's like, you, you know, my soul was telling me that idea now. Wow. That means it wants to do it now. My soul doesn't tell me stuff and says, do that five years from now. Right. <laughs> Because then I'll be thinking about it and using up too much thought That's energy. Funny. Yeah. So I feel like when we get inspiration about something, we need to take action as quickly as, you know, possible for us. But then what happens a lot, we get really great ideas and then we're like, oh, but I couldn't do that or I'm not good enough for that or I don't yeah. know where the money would come from, so I'm not even going to try. But if you were to just start working on it, chances are you would then come up with a, a way to pull it off. Yeah. You know, there's, there's usually a way. My uncle is a good story because even when he was a teenager, he would just go and hang out at the airport, this little okay. local airport, because yeah. he was fascinated with airplanes. Okay. And he would just, I mean, he was just there hanging out, listening to everybody talk, and then he eventually started helping out, you know, with, with things really like a volunteer but an unofficial volunteer mm -hmm. then he became a pilot you know and he uh, yeah he's still a pilot still yeah. a pilot in his 70s that's cool because he decided I love this I'm gonna go hang out are you allowed to fly in your 70s yeah huh. if you've got your hours in and your license like, sure I'd be more worried about someone's vision 
Oh no, he's got great vision. All right, yeah. yeah. Didn't mean to question. No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's fine. No, he's great. He's awesome. He's amazing. And he looks at least ten years younger than he actually is. Huh. And acts, and is you know very athletic and all of that. So. So life's purpose. Yeah, the life purpose is, you know, I've I've heard some spirits say your purpose is to allow it to be revealed to you as you go. That's your purpose. It's interesting, like, because, yeah, this is more like the soft skills, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to, to uh, like, undergrad, like, because I, I went to a mm-hmm. liberal arts school, and, like, you're basically learning soft skills as opposed to the hard skills of, like, here's how to be a marketer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. So, like, I didn't, like, the idea there is what's more important are the abstract concepts the soft skills of like how to be in the world mm-hmm. um which is kind of what you're saying it's like but this is like the ultimate soft skills recommendation of like don't worry about uh or don't like fixate on the mechanics of like where am i supposed to be what am i supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so much as how am i supposed to be being <laughs> how am i supposed to be being yeah right because like and Okay, so from my agnostic perspective, that's my job on this podcast, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that, like, totally sets you up. If you can get into that uh, that mindset, that paradigm of just sort of being in a, a better place mentally, uh, like, mm-hmm. more... And emotionally. Calm, yeah, mentally yeah. and emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually. Like, be calm and then go into the stressful the potentially stressful uh, process of deciding what to do with your life from, like, a calm, empowered perspective. Like, mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be better. Much better. Yeah. That's why meditation is always recommended because if you can get into a calm state, then you automatically know what, you're, what you ought to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the inner knowing has always been there. Right. Inner knowing slash soul. Right. slash higher self, slash true self, whatever you want to yeah. call it, that it's already in there. All the answers are already yeah, in there, totally. the knowing. And so many of us have closed off that part of ourselves. That's right. That and we don't beat ourselves up for that because our society taught us to do that. Exactly, exactly. It said you're supposed to have a five-year goal and you're supposed to think of all the steps that will get you to the thing you want to do. Yeah. And how many people get there and they're like, I am miserable. So, <laughs> because so, the world told me I was supposed to do this. Uh, we just had, like, Christmas. Yeah. And I, my family, we went through a bunch of old VHS tapes of, like, family videos. Oh, fun. And so I saw, I got to see all these videos for really the first time, because we haven't done this before, of me as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, which was fascinating. So we watched some videos where I was less than one. Uh, and then other videos where I was six and had a, a younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the firstborn. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so fascinating to watch me and to watch my thought process and like what I was doing in the world. Yeah. And then to also at the same time be me, watching me. Uh-huh. I think this should be like, I think everyone should do this. If yeah. you have access to childhood videos of yourself, you should absolutely do this like on a regular basis because it was yeah. a really powerful thing for me to watch. 
And I have access to reel-to-reel video movies. Even better. <laughs> yeah. I felt cool just for the fact that these were VHS tapes, but if you have reel-to-reel. Reel-to-reel then movies, you've, you've yeah. You've classed me out with your hipsterness. That's awesome. <laughs> or I've <laughs> aged you. Aged or that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so my, my point is that uh, watching me as a six-year-old boy jumping around on Christmas mm-hmm. and like being just like so and I could I can kind of remember it too but like mm-hmm. I was so expressive <laughs> so energetic so persuasive so articulate mm-hmm. and just like really not caring what people thought in a way that was like honestly oh, really engaging yeah. and inspiring and I was into it like I had charisma mm-hmm. like and it was it was so interesting that I would like like, there was one example where, uh, like, my sister got a duplicate gift. Like, she opened something oh. that was, like, and and we were filming it for the grandparents who had got her the gift. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I looked at it, and she was like, oh, she already has that. Like, like, and my mom was trying to, like, smooth it over. Like, maybe it's different. Maybe it's, maybe it's different. And I was like, no, no, no. She already has it. Like, And, and you were being <laughs> really authentic. Super authentic. Yeah. Just, like, saying it how it is. Like, yeah. And why not? Like, why not? She already had it. Right. That's right. And I th- and it's just an interesting realization that it was definitely sometime after that age, a few years later, mm-hmm. um, that I learned this whole extra layer of complexity and nuance of like being a person who like right. navigates society, mm-hmm. and like I just like kind of got shy, like a few years after mm-hmm. that, for whatever reason. Yeah, because it was too many limitations now. Yeah, too many limitations. Trying to like, trying to. Uh, trying to have good relationships with people in a world where people want things that are different from you and people don't like all the things that you say or feel or think. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so you build that extra layer of complexity uh, where you're not necessarily authentic. And I think at some point Mm -hmm. I learned that those, like, instinctive things that I was thinking and feeling were, like, not correct, right? Not correct for society. Right, but I think mm-hmm. I generalized to, like, they're just not correct. Oh, you so know? you were wrong. Yeah, right. And you acted wrongly mm-hmm. or inappropriately. Yeah. And how does this tie back to what you were saying? I forget now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about liberal arts uh, and being and how to figure out what you're supposed to do. And also the general concept of connecting to one's life purpose slash higher self, listening to that. And yeah. so to me, like, watching those videos, part of what I was thinking was, look how connected I am to my, uh, you know, to what I think and know in a given mm-hmm. moment. Like, and, you know, the, the duplicate video is a silly example, but whatever. Like, just the general concept was I was very connected and expressive mm-hmm. and authentic yeah. and that's where you were probably the most connected most to connected your soul. Right. most connected right to my soul mm-hmm. at, at six probably you know and I can I get back there at times and you know spiritual practice helps and uh, it's an ongoing process of it is of sort of evolving in a positive direction so much but unlearning yeah. we have to do unlearning yeah more unlearning yeah. than learning at this I know point. <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate. I like that idea of watching the videos, though. I like to look at pictures. Yeah. Of me when I was two or three or five mm-hmm. or 
but a video paints I was so, a thousand pictures. I was so fearless on ice skates as a toddler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just. That's awesome. I used to love to play in the snow. Now I resist the snow. Why? You know, I don't the want to. Cool. It messes up the roads. It's hard to get places. Yeah. Uh, accidents, you know. All these adult things. All this adult, like, fear stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. like that. I'd like to be able to just go make a snow angel. Right. And not think about, I'm uncomfortable, I'm cold. <laughs> and see, I think that's part of what you're saying to me, is like, tune into your higher self, which possibly, like, in terms of your, maybe your purpose right now is to go make a snow angel. You know yeah. what I mean? Potentially. If we had any snow. If we had any snow. This right. is terrible. I'm here but from yeah. Seattle and there's no snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but maybe we ought to ask ourselves, what would I do if I were four? Yeah. What would I want to do right now Might if I were four? Might be a good rule of thumb. Because we used to pretend like we were doing <laughs> things our parents did. Yeah. I used to set up, uh, my parents had this pass-through thing from the kitchen to the dining room. Mm, okay. And I used to set up a little bank. And I made a microphone that would hang off the cabinet. And I pretended like I was a bank teller because my mother was a bank teller. Oh, that's cute. And I would play bank teller in the kitchen. And I was hoping people would come to my bank and let me use a stamp thing on a piece of paper. But, you know, like I wanted to work even when I was little. I wanted to do something that Mm -hmm. was contributing and, you know, it made me feel important like I'm doing something important. And every job there is is important. Mm -hmm. Every single job out there is important. Every single career is important. Yeah. And so our societies, or our parents, or our families. It's wild the extent to which, it's, it's wild the impact parents have. I was thinking that too, yeah. watching these videos. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like watching me and my sister as just being these little impressionable mm-hmm. things, you know? Yeah. And then like our parents providing instruction. And we had great parents. But, you know, uh, it's... Yeah, you're you still no matter what you're you're definitely you're coming away with a lot of bad lessons. Mm-hmm. Bad, you know, being a, a, a shaky well, term. Well, fear based. Yeah. Fear based concepts or structures. Yeah. For us to follow. Mm-hmm. So once again, if somebody wants to know what their life purpose is. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily a job or a career. Right. It might be that volunteer thing you do on the weekends with the elderly, or it might be that volunteer thing you do at the animal shelter, Mm -hmm. or, you know, if that's what makes you feel blissful. Because I think that, like, that idea of, like, oh, what's my life's purpose can be procrastination, ultimately. Like, you're procrastinating mindfulness in a way, because you kind of set this up such that you, 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 you... cue everything up in your mind such that you feel you have to get into a certain place where you're doing a certain thing before you can be mindful. Right. I used to I used to think, oh my gosh, if somebody would just tell me what I'm supposed to do, I would go do it. Well here's an interesting thing. (laughs) A lot of people say, I'm just wondering about any other opportunities for my work. Hmm. They're trying to say what's my purpose, you know, but (laughs) they're asking for other opportunities. I will ask their spirit guides to show me some possibilities. Okay. 
and almost every time they will shoot them down so quickly. Huh. And I said, you asked me to tell you what I'm seeing. Yeah. This is what I'm seeing. And they're like, nope, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go back to that environment. I wouldn't do that. And they're already so quickly shutting it down that they don't yeah. realize that that could be the thing that brings them so much fulfillment. But because their mind says, no, I've been in that environment before and it was miserable, they can't say, they can't say in their mind to themselves, oh, that could be completely different. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're just, you're just closed off mm -hmm. in a way. And using the whole thing as an excuse to not To procrastinate. It. Yeah. That's right. I am amazed. And I even warn people now. I say, no. A lot of people ask me this, and I tell them what I see, and they shoot it right down. Mm -hmm. And then that person still does the same thing. <laughs> they shoot it right down. Yeah, well, it, that I'm like, sense. well, this is what I'm getting. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, some, it's, it's really easy to get locked into a place of just just being dismissive, even with yourself. Yeah, because it's just fear. And just skeptical. And, and, then we're, yeah. and then we're operating from fear and not, not operating from truth, our true self. Yeah, fear is tough because you get into a cycle with it, like a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Like fear begets more fear. Compounds. Yeah. That's right. It does. And so then, at that point, I would say, how about you lie down on the table <laughs> and I will, you know, take them into a creative yeah. or a relaxing visualization and then I'll attempt to, you know, speak some suggestions into their unconscious mind that will help them to shift or mm -hmm. to let go of some of that. Because we're actually holding on to fear like, like a teddy bear like comfort mm -hmm. because we feel like we're in control when we have it. It, it we could get really really complicated with all this and, and yet it's very simple I feel like I do have higher level um, intentions for myself that could be described as like life purposes of course you do yeah. we ought to we ought to have aspirations we ought yeah. to have desires that's a normal soul operating in the world. Right, okay. If people say they don't have any desires, they're, they're, they've really, really walked away from, mm -hmm. I mean, they're really in denial of their own truth. Because I believe that everybody's soul is reaching for, somebody said, was it Mother Mary? Be like the sunflower who is always reaching for the sky. It doesn't know that it's just got a really skinny, like, <laughs> uh, stick, <laughs> almost, that's holding it up. That's funny. It just keeps growing and reaching and wanting to be bigger, brighter, closer to the light. Yeah. <laughs> we want to be closer to the light. Why do we love holiday lights so much? Because it's more light. You know, like we all crave more light. We love the sun. We love the beach. Well, the sunflower thing is, is an interesting point, too, because, you know, we also talk about how the point is the, the, the journey or the process. Mm -hmm. Like with art, like people get hung up on what is the thing I'm creating, but really what you have to do is, is become passionate about the process 
yes not about absolutely. a given project right uh, not and, about the end result mm -hmm. yeah you have to fall in love with the process of whatever you're doing to make music or to make drawings or whatever you mm -hmm. know and same with just life broadly speaking you have to fall in love with or come into alignment with a way of living otherwise the process <clears throat> becomes so miserable that you keep thinking about when is yeah. the end when is the result when am I gonna be done with this and then you're living in the future which doesn't really exist yet and right. you're not present and you're it's like you're <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if the body starts to get ill in right. some way because if you're denying when you're actually being in the world which is the present moment and you're focused somewhere else into a fantasy <laughs> yeah um, you're you're misaligned mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the soul wants to be present and here now I keep going back to the sunflower because I think about it more and I think about how big of them how big some of them get you know they get to be eight feet tall mm. or more on this tiny little stalk what right. maybe an inch in diameter and well, and it's bearing seeds yeah it doesn't know that when this is all over it's, it's not gonna bear it's just gonna die gonna but die. we're all gonna die yeah and it's not gonna um, reach the Sun but it it will get to a point where it's close enough to the Sun that yeah. it is contributing sunflowerness right, right? Like, it's contributing beauty yeah. It's contributing seeds that are food yeah. or they're seeds for planting. It's it's it's, it's evolution yeah. is what it is. Um, maybe it knows it's going to die. We all know we're going to die. Yeah. I, I love the sunflower as an analogy. I really do. There's just so much more. It's presenting color. It's presenting seeds. It's presenting, it's just being. Be like the sunflower. Just being. Says Cindy. Right. Be like a sunflower. Keep reaching for the light. Bear your fruit, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And it, it does it as magnificently as it can. Well, and it does it instinctively. There's no complex right. thought process. Right. Now, I mean, as humans, we are complex animals. Like, being able to think and reason, like, that's part of the game. Like, mm -hmm. if a sunflower could do that, it would. But, uh, right. But, yeah, you, you be, uh, I feel like it's, it's a, there's a certain minimalism that comes into play if, if you yeah. do. Simplicity. Yeah, if you do learn to tune in to your higher self, your, those, like, sort of more instinctive intentions and to draw meaning from that and to actually listen and do it. The inner knowing. Yeah. It's there. I'm told it's there. Every answer to every question, every solution to every problem, we already have it inside us. And we already knew what it was before we even knew what the question was. Mm -hmm. But we're so in our heads and we're so 3D, the 3D world, oh, if I did that, what would this person think? And how would this person react? And, you know, all of that yeah. stuff that is doesn't matter to our soul. Yeah. So we are recording this on January 2nd. Yeah. We will, I don't know when we're going to be posting it, but certainly it's the beginning of the year. Yes. Right? People are making New resolutions. Beginnings. Yes. Uh, 
but yeah, even if you're not into resolutions, it's definitely a time of new time for new beginnings. And any day can be a time for a new beginning. We can start a new year any day. Doesn't have to be totally the first of January. Doesn't have to be our birthday. You know, any day, any moment of any day, we can decide. I'm starting a new year. Right. Akhenaten, the uh, Egyptian pharaoh that I channeled way back when I began channeling, mm -hmm. spoke of the scarab beetle, which is a symbol in ancient Egypt of starting anew every single day. Mm -hmm. Because the scarab beetle doesn't remember the day before. Mm -hmm. It actually rolls a new ball of dung every day. <laughs> because it doesn't remember yesterday. There you go. If you're an artist, you can think of that. Just rolling the yes. ball of dung every day. <laughs> ball of dung. No matter what, just make some new stuff. Figuratively, of course. Yes. Or, Unless no. that's your medium. Right. <laughs> um, but, and then don't put pressure on yourself. Oh, well, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and it's just too much to ask of right. ourselves. That's the classic thing. And you know, this. I was just thinking a moment ago what if somebody told me 20 years ago? that this is what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Well, if they told me 25 years ago, I would have shot it down mm -hmm. because I didn't even know I had intuitive ability at that point. Right. So um, I understand that. I understand why they shoot it down, but you know, entertain it at least as a possibility is what I want to tell people. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter what we do here. It matters how we are and that we just contribute in some way. This is like bringing back memories like to, because uh, I was, we've talked about this on the podcast, but I was raised in like an evangelical Christian world. And like they say something similar, like that your purpose is to glorify God. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. So yeah, you don't, and there's no higher purpose than that. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing uh, should be something that glorifies God. And you could be, it could be something that objectively from like a, from somebody else's perspective isn't meaningful, right? So that, right. Whatever, like, what does glorify mean? Glorifying God. That's an interesting, that's an interesting but that's um, the phrase. phrase. Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the way it's taught. Glorify God. So that means you could glorify God, the God inside you, right? Okay. I'm not sure if that's what your religion meant. It's definitely not what they meant. I see. <laughs> okay. So spreading love. Right. Yeah. Love. Mm -hmm. Or patience yeah. or Generally, whatever it is. Being nice to people, being a good witness is how they would say it. Okay. For your faith, right? Like But certainly treating people like you would want to be treated or yeah. like Jesus would treat you. Exactly. Right? Or any other master. Yeah. Who's walked the planet. Mm -hmm. So I could glorify God if I am let's see, assembling something in a factory. Yeah. Because I could be thinking about God. Right. I'm using this terminology that you brought up. Right. I'm thinking about God as I make or as I seal these boxes. Mm -hmm. And that's sending the energy of that to the person who receives it yeah, or buys it. Yeah, turned your menial labor job into a spiritual practice. Yes. That's beautiful. Or... I could assemble those boxes and be really angry about it. Yeah. And then share anger with the person who receives it. Right. right. Because energy always connects. Mm -hmm. 
And that the glorify God concept is also a way of kind of like we've been saying in this podcast episode, just kind of chilling a little bit and not being so strung up about like the mechanics of what you're doing with your life. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that stuff's important too, but like at the end of the day, the whole point is glorify God from, you know, in mm-hmm. that paradigm. And so that phrase, let's see, how could we phrase that from the metaphysical <laughs> perspective? Yeah. It is sharing the light. Sure. Yeah. That, that's sharing yeah. the love. It's a great translation. Mm-hmm. Sharing the, the love light. translation. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sharing the light. Sure, and it, it, like your light, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You're right? the true light within you, mm-hmm. which everybody has. We cannot be sons and daughters of God if we don't have some light inside of us. Or, to be phrased metaphysically, we are aspects of the source. Right. So even the people that we call evil have light inside them. They've just forgotten it. Yeah, the God, con- I mean, I'm trying to deconstruct that phrase, glorify God, it's interesting because... The, the whole God concept is you're creating this other, right? And then you're kind of working mm-hmm. to glorify that other. And you're glorifying that, but does that mean you are seeing the divine in someone else? Possibly, but, and also, like, the whole God concept and, and the divine being separate from you, being able mm-hmm. to see it as an other, it's a really, it's a super reliable, like, mind hack for experiencing something that's greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, which is something we all like to do. Of course. So that's that's the general idea. Glorify God. You're like con- you're setting up this concept of God being something bigger than yourself, mm-hmm. and then you're bringing glory to that something. You're being grateful for it, or you're thinking about it, yeah. or what does that mean? I guess it means. Um, what on earth does that mean? <laughs> Glor- yeah, <laughs> uh, you were the one in the church. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> Glorified, does that mean you are supposed to tell people about God? I think in a literal sense, it means like something that would make God look good, right? If you're glorifying God. Oh, so that must have been God's will that that wonderful thing happened, or? Sort of, but like, I guess the, well, I guess the the takeaway would be, okay, here's this thing that's bigger than me, this God concept. But you know about it. I know to about think it, about it, and I'm going to involve myself in it. Yes. By, by sort of like joining his team, mm-hmm. his right, his uh, <laughs> team, uh-huh. and uh, I'm going to like jump into the trenches and be on the side of this thing that's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing when I'm glorifying God. It's just like okay, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna I'm join just gonna in. be a team player. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. spreading the love. For spreading for the love. For doing good yeah. things, helping people. Um, that's interesting. It's a, it's a really interesting thing to dissect. I mm-hmm. also never thought I'd hear glorify God and mind hack in the same paragraph. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome to the but, mind of Michael Vodder. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. So if you use that terminology, then go for it. Then go for it. If you use the terminology of spreading the light or being a light worker, mm-hmm. you know, so many people say, oh, I feel like I need to do light work. I feel like I need to do healing work. Yeah, don't make it you really know, complicated. Just go. Just do it. it. Yeah. 
Um, you don't have to make a big thing of it. Why are you not doing light work? Right. Why are you, you know, my, uh, my master Reiki teacher, Deborah Lovejoy, said that she would go to the animal shelter on weekends and do Reiki on Mm. the pets that were there. She was just sending healing energy to these pets. Yeah. These orphans. That's cool. And that made her feel amazing. Yeah. You know? And it was helping everyone else. I'm sure the pets loved it too. Of course. Yeah. Pets always love healing energy. Yeah. Reiki or whatever mm-hmm. system of healing it is. That would totally glorify God. <laughs> that totally glorifies God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're a quote unquote good witness for all the other people that are in that shelter watching you do this thing. Because then they're going to be like, what is she doing? Oh, that's so interesting. And then they yes. learn about it and then you're also spreading uh, awareness spreading awareness right mm-hmm. to of the glorification group. of God the glorification of God yeah <laughs> expanding the kingdom mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true it's it's evolution that's yeah. what evolution is we ought to always be exposing ourselves to new information new experiences mm-hmm. whether they're pleasant or not they ought to yeah. be new just to see. So, what's your life purpose, Michael? Uh, I've thought about this a number of different times. Most recently, I came away with this concept of like just a, a intention to bring truth and beauty into the world. Love it. And that comes out in as far as like the mechanics of what that looks like. It's basically music and writing okay and so that's what it looks like right now right that you're aware of right right and when you start the music and the writing which you already have Mm -hmm. which is getting the car rolling Mm -hmm. right yeah and as i'm steering it whereas (laughs) and as you're being steered from inside as god is steering it right god is steering it right (laughs) right the glorified god (laughs) then it may turn into other ways in which you share that beauty but the purpose isn't to release dope tracks, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like fire, like tracks, whatever. And to whatever have the kids like are saying these days. A million subscribers right and now. to have a million likes the first day on social media or right whatever. Right now. The purpose is to bring truth and beauty into the world. And so that's something that I can do and can get behind. I love that as a mission statement. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it works because uh, the truth bit makes it authentic and mm-hmm. um, the beauty bit makes it like fun. Benefits everyone. Yeah. Everyone is benefited by beauty. Yeah. No one's like, And we, oh. don't mean, <laughs> we don't mean people wearing more makeup or, you know, wearing uh, special clothing. Sure, sure, sure. But... The beauty that is all around us, the beauty that's that's inside of us, mm-hmm. because I'm sure that music can bring out our own beauty. Yeah, totally, totally, or our own totally. ugliness in a beautiful way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever we decide it is. Whatever you want to do. It's all in our minds. Mm-hmm. So that's a bu- brilliant mission, mission statement. I Thank love you. it. Thank you. Thank you so love much. It. And I if feel people so validated. <laughs> oh no, that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> but if people think, oh, that's too vague or that's too general, 
then maybe they ought to think about how could my mission statement be more simplistic and less specific? Uh, like if they think mine is too vague in general, mm -hmm. then yeah, I don't know. Come with whatever works for you is what I say. Of course. I mean, because yeah. it's something that inspires me and that I can kind of like tune into and be like, okay, am I doing this? All right, then I'm good. Right? Or if what I'm doing is not is if what I'm doing is neither true nor beautiful, then like to you I might as well stop. Right. Then I can It's gotta be stop. true and beautiful to you. Yeah. And because like, it doesn't matter what other people think. It like if that can be a useful rule of thumb, even just like literally if I'm working on a song mm -hmm. and if I get to a point where it's like this is not true or beautiful, then I just delete it. You mm -hmm. know, like or at least I give myself that freedom if that feels right, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I love it. Or, if you're trying to do your own mission statement, listeners, mm -hmm. meditate, ask your soul to reveal it in a dream, in an inspiration, in a song, in a book, in a movie, <laughs> in a painting, mm -hmm. and it will reveal itself if you stop thinking about it. So, I think that's where we leave everyone. Cool. We talked about a lot of things. We did. Thank yeah, you. Kind of a roundabout discussion, but I think we definitely addressed the concept. Yeah, we'd love some feedback. We certainly would love your uh, your feedback anyway. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Uh, if you do like this podcast, be sure to go onto iTunes and give us some reviews. Give us a, give us a review. Yes. Yes. So that we can continue glorifying God <laughs> by spreading the light to more and more people. Yes, and hopefully inspiring. Yes. More evolution. Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.